Let's now welcome on a friend of the show. He's Chris Williams, Cyclone fanatic. He's on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. I'm Pete Mundo as the Iowa State Cyclones have spring practice in the rear view mirror, as does uh, most of college football. I think all of college football is wrapped up by now. And obviously, Iowa State's a team that is going to have a top 10 preseason ranking. And Chris, when I just say that, like we know three mm-hmm. months out, Iowa State is going to be a top 10 team in America and no one's going to think twice about it. Like, <laughs> do you pinch yourself? What do you do? Yeah, I mean, you really do. I don't like to be the guy who is, you know, the looking back at the past with Iowa State football, but I've been here long enough. And I've been doing this since 2004, and I, there's so many times where I look back at during my career and just think like, I I never I, I never thought Iowa State could even make a Big 12 championship game, mm-hmm. you know, like with the new. I just remember when they went to 10 teams, and I'm like, oh, this is this is brutal for the Iowa States of the world, right? And now, you know, they're a legitimate college football playoff contender going into the next season, and it really. So, Pete, I do the. Uh, Athlon, a uh, bunch of stuff for them at the Big 12, and yeah. I do all the Iowa State stuff. And I was going through this, I don't know, a month ago or whatever, and you have to kind of project out a depth chart when you do that. And it's always hard because you have to do it in, like, April because the magazine comes out in June. It was so easy this year right? because they returned 20 of 22 starters, and even the guys on the two deep, it's like they've all played some, and you know who they are, and it's just, it's just a totally different deal. I mean, I remember doing this. Um, doing that same project and where you're just, you never even heard of some of the guys and you're, it's all, there's all these questions everywhere. And it's certainly not the case. There's really up and down that roster, very few question marks. Mm-hmm. I mean, almost everything has been proven at this level because they returned everybody. So the excitement is at an all time high. And it's also a different thing. I think for Iowa state fans, because expectations are so high, never in the history of Iowa state football, as Iowa State gone into a year with the expectations like they are going to have. So that's different too, but it's it's fun, it's exciting, and it's it's what you are a fan for for moments like these. And I, I'm really happy for this fan base to be able to experience it. They absolutely deserve it. They were selling out um, Jack Trice Stadium when, you know, when you were just praying you could get the six and six. And there's not a fan base in the world that deserves to have this success more than Iowa State. By the way, before we keep it rolling with Chris Williams, a quick note, guys, leave us a rating and a review on this podcast uh, when you're done with our conversation. And we'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail. Just send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And we'll get that koozie. In the mail for you guys right as we get towards summer, all right? So uh, Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com. Screenshot of your rating and review on iTunes, and we'll get you that koozie. You know, that's uh, and I think that there are a lot of um, observers from the outside who just naturally will will root for Iowa State for some of the reasons that you just mentioned. It's an easy group. This, this group is easy to like. The program's easy to like. And the reason for that, one of the big reasons for that to me, is Matt Campbell. Uh, I mean, this is a guy who signs another extension this offseason. Um, he's committed. I I know that, you know, I probably asked you this half a dozen times, Chris, but it really does seem like Matt Campbell is, is not just content, but motivated to make Iowa State, I don't even know what you compare it to, Kansas State 25 years ago? Like, does he make any comparison like that, or is he just like, I want Iowa State to be the best Iowa State can be? Because I could see Matt Campbell saying something like that. 
Yeah, I don't know if you recorded him, but it sounds exactly like Matt. <laughs> uh, you, you know, here when I this is my thing, and Matt's never really talked publicly about this, but I've had enough talks with him, and I know who his heroes are in coaching. You know, it's Bill Snyder. Um, he was a big Gary Patterson fan. Uh, his dad, who was a high school coach, is coach from D3 Mount Union, who been there for 20 some years and Matt that's just kind of what he's drawn to uh it's not the guys who hop around all the time and listen I don't know maybe Iowa State wins another um near six bowl game this year and he goes to the NFL that is certainly possible I'm not saying it's not but when a lot of people from the outside are still so shocked that he's here I'm really not because you, again look at who the man um, looks up to. I'm sure, Pete, in your radio career, you have people who you look up to and you've not necessarily mimicked, but you've taken stuff from their playbook and you add it to your repertoire, right? I think every profession has that from people who are mentors or, um, you know, wh- whatever. And I, I just look at Matt and I know what he's about. And it doesn't really surprise me. I hope he's here as long as Bill Snyder was at Kansas State. That would be fantastic. But even if he's not, um, man, you can't argue with how he's completely not only changed Iowa State football, but changed the entire athletic department because they've been able to um, really grow off of football success. And I, I hope we're just getting started here. I can't say that for sure, but that's what my hope is. So what was the uh, what were the takeaways coming out of spring? I mean, you're right. There's like not a lot of uh, there's not, there's not a lot on the two deep that you're you're looking at and saying, well, I'm not sure about this, not sure about that. So. What came out of spring that you would say was uh, was the the highlight or the intriguing factor or issue that that you came away focused on? Well, like for me, it's the offensive line. I, I think that they came on strong at the end of last year, or not at the end. They were really pretty good the whole season without Trevor Downing, who's their best offensive lineman. He got hurt in that first game against Louisiana, the one that we've completely just brushed off. It never happened, mm-hmm. um, but. The um, the depth there, like, like again, when I was trying to do the, the two deep, it's like, well, somebody who's played and started a lot of games isn't going to start because there's just too many guys and there's too much talent now, which is a great problem to have. It's what Matt has always wanted, to have a legitimate two deep across the entire offensive line, much like we've seen him do on the defensive line. So to me, I – the older I get, the more boring I get with my football takes, I think. Like, I immediately go to the trenches. Uh, I think the defensive line, despite losing Jaquan Bailey, the, the school's all-time sack leader, is going to be just as strong, if not better, next year. They have, uh, I think, Will McDonald. Um, I saw one of the mock drafts out there from, like, Fox had him as the eighth overall pick in next year's NFL draft. This is a guy who's never started a game. So if it tells you about the depth and the projections of, you know, some of these guys in the program. Now he did, I think he led the country or was like second in the country in sacks last year. So clearly he's a guy that people know of, but my point being uh, a little bit like Ken Nwangu, right? He never started a game at running back for Iowa state, but was still drafted ahead of Chuba Hubbard mm-hmm. last year, which who would have thought that in, in August. So I, I go there. Um, my biggest takeaway it Campbell's just fascinating to me how he's always evolving, he's always changing things up. And they didn't hit much at all, if any, 
you know, Matt really lightened up the spring compared to recent years. And basically he said that he learned in the pandemic that he thought his team was healthier. He thought his team was uh, lighter on their feet when August came around or not necessarily August when October came around really, because August was a disaster for everybody, right? With COVID and there were so many guys out. Uh, Matt told me in a podcast that he did with me a couple months ago, Pete, I don't know if you listened to it, but they had, like 36 guys out um, of practice the week before that Louisiana game that they lost last year. So it's like, well, how did Iowa State drop that game? Well, that's a pretty decent – you are making an excuse. Louisiana's good. You know, they were a really good football team. But, you, you know, you wonder when you look back at last year how much COVID changed everything just in the whole scope of things. We think about that for the negative, but the way Campbell's looking at it here is how do we make it a positive? How do we – what did we learn from – preparation last year that we can take into a normal year so they really lightened things up man like they they didn't hit much it was more the mental aspect of the game and we'll see how that you know kind of moves into august for them now wouldn't you say though chris and he's chris williams cyclone fanatic i mean the problem that i've seen this team having is more of us uh, what happens in september versus what's happening at the end yeah. of the season so that i don't know it seems counterintuitive to me yeah but they were they didn't have nearly as many injuries last year though. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like when you look into the the later that it went, um, very I, I agree on the counterintuitive part. I think if you ask anybody in that program, I mean, right now they're they're trying to figure out how how to be better in September. But um, it, you know, I think a lot of it too is I think it, I I truly believe it will take care of itself. And the reason I say that is this. In all these other Septembers, again, when you looked at Iowa State football, it was like, okay, there's five positions where I have questions, right? Where it's unproved. Like Brees Hall, take Brees Hall two years ago. David Montgomery, his freshman year before that. Well, those guys weren't ready in August because they were true freshmen, and then we saw what they were doing midway through the season. Right, they they hadn't had the developed complete depth chart leading into August and September like they have now. Could they lose to Iowa this year? Sure. You know, Iowa's going to be a good team. I hope not. I think Iowa State will be favored in that game. It's at home. Could they? Absolutely. But do I think that it? Do I think that there's something like wrong within the program that they are doing? to start slow out of the gates. No, I don't believe so. I think that their rosters have been built with some unknowns that have, you know, I think it's a compliment to them more than anything because they've been able to develop these guys and grow them as players, which is really what coaching is all about, and they've been able to do that really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. So, uh, Chris, as you look at at this offseason and where this this team goes from here, it's it's them, it's Oklahoma, it seems like, and then there's a bit of a drop-off. Do you do you worry about um, a, a trap game, or are you basically saying, all right, we got two games against Oklahoma. I also hate that they're probably two games within three weeks of each other at the end of the season. I thought that was a terrible job by the Big 12 schedule makers. Does that bother you as well from an Iowa State perspective or not as much? Um, the only Here's the only reason I like it is because that I could realistically see both teams being undefeated, and that would be really cool for the league. 
that would be really cool for Iowa State to be in that sort of a position on November 20th, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be just big time. You're talking college game day. You're talking all that stuff. So I like it from that standpoint, um, but I hate it from what you just said. I mean, last year in, in particular, you know, Iowa State won that game in Ames. And, then it, like, when, when they met in December, it was like two totally different teams, mm-hmm. and that made it a lot of fun. And Oklahoma got the tail end of them there. You know, it's a game that haunts me in my sleep every single night. Nonetheless, um, the the Sooners deserve to win that football game. Uh, I, I, I that aspect of it I don't like because you just you're right. It's it's kind of like, um, you know, you just turn the page and then you do it all over again. There's not a lot of time for evolution within these teams from November 20th until you know whatever the Big 12 championship date is. As far as the the trap games go, I mean, listen. Um, Anytime Kansas State's on the schedule, it scares me. I, I hate playing Kansas State. That game is on the road October 16th. I would circle that one. I think at West Virginia is a game that anybody needs to worry about this year. They seem like a team that I like him as a coach. Uh, that is on October 30th on the road. Morgantown, for what it's worth, it's like my favorite place to go in the Big 12. I love Morgantown, but it's like a different country. Uh, those folks are weird down there. They're my type of people, though. I love them. So West Virginia fans don't come tweeting. I love you. I love going to Morgantown, but you guys are weird. Yeah. Um, well, listen, if Tech was going to be better, I would always a trip to Lubbock scares me. I just don't think they're going to be very good. The Texas game, like I, Pete, like I, I don't know what to make of Texas. Like Texas is so uh, Jekyll and Hyde. It seems like every year now they have a new coach, and I, I have no idea what to expect from Texas on November sixth. I think maybe in all of college football, they may be one of the great question mark right mm-hmm. so really here here's the deal as far as trap games and iowa state goes every game's a trap game. <laughs> because while they're while they're more talented than we've ever seen before it, you go back and look at last year they won a lot of close games in this program under campbell they're winning these close games more than they're losing them but the games are still close they're not head and shoulders more talented than anybody so baylor on september 25th in waco makes me nervous right can you really just um, slouch at Oklahoma State on the 23rd at home? No. Like, so this, this, yeah, I think Iowa State and Oklahoma are right there, and I think they're above everybody else. But do I think that Iowa State is that much farther ahead of Texas or that much farther ahead of TCU? No, I, I, I don't. So, yeah, how's that answer for a trap game? Spoken like Everyone a true, is. spoken like a guy who has been uh, through the trials and tribulations of Iowa State football his entire life. He is Chris Williams, Cyclone <laughs> fanatic. Chris, we what love about having... Northern Iowa, <laughs> yeah. September fourth. That's the, the get me past that game. That's all I need. Uh, get me past that one. Oh, that is great, Chris Williams, Cyclone fanatic. Those guys are doing great work there every single day. Chris, love having you on, man. We will uh, talk to you as the off season progresses. Thanks. It's always a pleasure. Love you guys. Always great stuff. Talking Iowa State with Chris Williams at Cyclone Fanatic. Love what uh, Chris and the guys do there with that site covering Iowa State. All right. Well, uh, don't don't close out yet. Leave us a rating and a review. It will help more than you realize. All right. That's why I'm sending you a free Heartland College Sports Koozie in the mail. When you leave me a rating and a review and send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. All right, so send me a screenshot of your rating and review on iTunes, and I'll send you a free koozie. Thanks so much, guys. We'll talk to you soon.